0: Hello everyone and welcome to Dissecting the Magic, my name is Elijah and my name is Adam and today at Dissecting the Magic we're going to be talking about this really special character Uh, but before that uh, I'm quite sure you've uh, listened to our introduction Uh, if you haven't I would recommend you go back and listen to that first we talk about uh, ourselves and what this uh, channel is going to be about Uh, basically we're going to be talking and analyzing Harry Potter characters um, with this scientific accuracy. That's how I like to yeah. put it.
1: So we're going to be talking today about a specific character for this week. I um, mean, last week we spoke a little bit about our lives, about what our lives would be like—a bit of generic um, talk about Hogwarts and about the life of Absolutely. the wizarding world. But this week we're going to home in on one particular character. Uh, we're going to be talking about Professor Severus Snape. Severus
0: Snape, what an interesting character! Yeah. Um, I
1: like to define
0: Snape as a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. Uh, Reading reading him is like uh, not knowing where you stand on, right? Yeah. Uh, it's quite quite an interesting character indeed.
1: Good job on J.K. Rowling. Yeah, Good she's job, really JK. created such a brilliant character. <laughs> you go, girl. You go, girl. <laughs> she did really well with that. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so basically
0: we have our formula that we're going to use to analyse this character. Uh, We're going to first uh, talk about the first impressions of Snape, Mm -hmm. so uh, reading the book, reading the first book, how the character is presented to us. Uh, Afterwards, uh, we are going to talk about Snape before Harry Potter. Uh, What was his life? We're going to analyze that aspect, how his past, um, you know, um, formulates his presence, Mm. how his past affects his present and his personality. And then we are going to talk about him on the book. So we're going to talk about his life from book 1 till book 4 in this chapter. Yes. And then on the next chapter we'll talk about further books.
1: Yes. So this week we're going to really have a look into Snape's life and what makes him the person that Absolutely. he was and the person that we got to know. Um, so I think what's interesting enough is we start with how we first see Snape. I think right now we, we would read it in a very different way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll be the same, but if I read it now, I'll go, ah, oh, he's, he, he's thinking something different there. But yeah. in actual fact, when we very first read the books, we immediately saw a villain. We immediately saw someone quite you yeah. know, dark, didn't we? You do, so yeah.
0: yeah, you do pose an interesting subject uh, right now. I think it is um, just for the benefit of this podcast, I think we should forget everything that we know about Snape. Yeah. And just reimagine w- how we felt when we first encountered that character. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think,
1: Adam? Um, so, when I first read the books, I think he was someone we definitely suspected as being a, you know, a, a wrongdoer. You know, when I first read the book, I was immediately quite scared of him. Mm-hmm. I immediately. You know, I I didn't see anything 3D. I saw something quite you know two dimensional. I saw I I was thinking Fantastic in a very two dimensional way. You know, we always think, oh, Snape's the baddie, yeah. and then we also you know with his the way he talks about the book, the way he's presented, I think is you know such a fascinating way because we see him as this you know a really horrible slimy figure that there's no nothing behind.
0: So let's um let's do a recap. See, yeah. the, um you know. How we encounter him. So I think the first time we hear about Snape, it's uh, we are in the banquet. So it's uh, right after Harry has been assigned to be in Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's looking at uh, Quirrell. And then he looks at Snape. And then Percy introduces uh, the character for us. Yes. And... um, we don't know much about him. We know that he's uh, grimy and has yeah. filthy hair. Yes. If I if I remember correctly, I yes. Think yes, they they talk about his hair quite a lot. What
1: they do actually? J.K.
0: Like... likes to talk about hair, even she like does. when she describes Harry Potter. Um, the first thing we know is
1: that oily she black likes hair, oily yeah. black hair, yeah, and sticky sticking up. We have got that kind of image in our head straight yeah. away. But what I like about I think the first thing that Percy says I think immediately raises suspicion about the character because immediately Harry just before he's about to get sorted into Gryffindor looks at Snape and he has this ache in his forehead, in, yeah. Absolutely. And obviously, he sat next to Quirrell, and you know, that's a benchmark of something that obviously yeah, we course, don't know of about, course, of course. But at that point, but we see Snape, and immediately we think, Oh, bad guy. And the first thing that Percy says is, He's been trying to get Quirrell's job for years. We all know that it's defense against the dark arts that he wants, yeah. and immediately we'd be presented with these two characters. we have been presented with Quirrell, a very nervous, very shy man who's you know, easily swayed, who's very impressionable. Stata. With a stammer, yeah. With a stammer, I think that's very important because it shows his fear at that point. And then we've been presented with Severus Snape. We've been presented with two different personalities here. So I think with Snape, um, uh, we immediately get the impression that he's out for something more than just... Yeah, being um, teacher. I'm,
0: I'm quite interested in to see how did people come to know that Snape wanted the dark arts job. Yeah. Right. Um, I understand that nothing is really a secret at Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, um, I'm interested because Snape seems to me quite a private figure, yeah. right? Quite a private uh, professor. He is. So, yes. um, I, th- I don't see him telling anybody that he wants anything. Right.
1: Well, I think he would have probably made his feelings quite well known because I think uh, later on uh, in one of the other. Other books, I think mm-hmm. it's the second, maybe the third book. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even actually, maybe, maybe even in that book later on, Professor McGonagall says, I've got used to having the Gryffindor Cup. Um, no, sorry. Um, Snape reminded me very nicely that, um, Slytherin have won for the last four years yeah. he reminded me very nicely the other day and I think that's quite good because he makes his feelings known that oh you know in, a, in a, quite a petty way he's like oh we yeah but that's won. quite
0: uh, yeah I, I understand where you're coming from yeah. I
1: however I do disagree
0: because that's quite mm. a trivial thing fair enough yeah uh, defence against the dark arts is a really important thing for Snape it is it's something that lies way beneath his you know mask Um. so so I don't know if he would be
1: so open about this. That's true. I think maybe, because Percy was born prior to the war, maybe he's got, maybe he remembers, or maybe there's something about him, maybe he sort of knows about, you know, Snape's, you know, his allegiance. Yeah. Maybe he knows something, because the Weasleys are close to Dumbledore. Yeah. They weren't part of the order, but Molly's, Brothers were part of the order, yeah. so maybe you know somehow they know. But that's I think that's quite an interesting point. That's yeah. uh, you know, how, how we think how of Snape.
0: Um, however, you have um, said something that is quite uh, defining of the character, and that is that this duality. Um, this like we know immediately that he's not happy where he is; that he wants yeah. to be somewhere. Uh, somewhere else. And that already makes us distrust him.
1: That does, doesn't it? But yeah, we immediately see him as... We immediately go, oh, he's clearly not in this for any...
0: Suddenly, right off the bat, Hogwarts is not that perfect anymore. Yeah, suddenly, exactly. right off the bat, there's a professor that does not like where he is and he yeah. wants to
1: be somewhere else. That's quite interesting. But although, I think, moving on to the next chapter, yeah. when we actually meet him for the first time, we immediately someone see someone who, although he... Might not be happy in his subject. Might not be happy teaching potions. Somebody who excels at it. He excels at it. Absolutely. He absolutely at excels at it. Um,
0: um, and that is quite interesting. Um, yeah. You see, i I'm, I'm, without foreshadowing anything about the character, you immediately know that Snape is smart.
1: He's very. And smart. And he's
0: not. He's not like run of the mill smart. Oh, he's yeah. mega smart. He's you know? very very. Intelligent. I like adjectives. You know, I I like. Uh, any word that describes how smart Snape is
1: hes, he's got gotten almost—he, I think, even quite close to Dumbledore in a sense yeah. of like he stands and he's like McGonagall, or not maybe not as late, same level as Dumbledore, but maybe more McGonagall. Because yeah. so Harry like, says he's she, he, uh, Snape has the gift of keeping a class quiet without even raising his voice, and that is power, yeah. and that is power and intelligence to the highest degree. And, you know, I think they're almost matched in that sense. And I
0: think he does love potions. Obviously, we, without, again, without foreshadowing, we do know that later on with the half-broad prince, you know, we know that he loves potions. Um, But
1: his real heart uh, lies elsewhere. Of
0: course, of course. But um, I'm really interested in uh, these sort of monologue that he poses at the beginning yeah. you know this kind of like i'll teach you how to bottle death that is yeah it's it's a little bit um in the movies it's quite romanticized oh it is um, yeah. in the book it's quite straightforward yes um, um but but this monologue kind of it, it's inspiring it is isn't it um and that that can only come from passion that is, yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Some form of passion if you
0: If you're not passionate, you won't make such a
1: beautiful, elegant mo- yeah. monologue about he, your he's, subject, will you? He's, he's added his own twist to it. So I think any other professor, like we take Slughorn, for instance, yeah. he is quite buoyant and quite sort of, he loves his subjects, but he's yeah. very buoyant about it. Exactly. Snape has suddenly taken it to a whole other level. You know, bottled death. Yeah. You know, he's got the element of death in there. He's got the element of, you know, suffering. Yeah. You know, I can easily you know, relieve you from most poisons. I can teach you how to, you know, poison something. I can teach you to relieve death. I can teach you how to do this, Absolutely, absolutely. And immediately we introduce something a lot darker. Absolutely. Immediately we introduce something a whole different... Something different that switch and flick, guys. Yeah.
0: Something absolutely different. Absolutely Um, different to that, yeah. uh, Interestingly enough, I also want to touch on um, why is he testing Harry Potter right off the bat?
1: That is true.
0: Um, That's that's an interesting... um, thing to do you know yeah um, right off the bat he makes his feelings clear about Harry
1: yes immediately we know there's something else there yeah and later on in the book Hagrid's is like nah there's nothing there but yeah. Harry knows he's lying
0: exactly um, again we are presented with this as you said really well this two-dimensional character yeah. so for us when we're reading it he's just being annoying and he's yeah. just being mean to Harry he
1: is the ultimate red herring uh, exactly. The red herring that we believe. Exactly. And that's what I think is genius about J.K. Rowling is that we believe the red herring. Because a lot of things, I don't know if, you know, there's a lot of other TV series, you know, like we watch other programmes and immediately yeah. we're presented with a figure who's like, yeah, that's definitely evil as hell. You know, they're involved they're yeah. somehow. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, but then you can think, oh, but that's too good. That's too good to be true. And I think that in most literature as well, you think, oh, you know, too good to be true. But with Snape, you immediately think, oh, Evil, evil, evil person. He's definitely involved. Absolutely, too good a red herring to avoid. I think. Absolutely, and I love that about um, her writing.
0: Yeah, it's 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 quite an interesting thing. He he undermines Harry in his subject, but yeah. in a subject that Harry clearly knows nothing about. So I don't understand um, why this need to 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 assert himself yeah. as the superior character comes from. Right. Well, normally uh, when you undermine somebody the the you know, psychological need for undermining somebody is to assert your superiority. Yeah. You you are you are nobody. You know nothing about these. Yeah. I do. Um I know everything about these. I am Professor Snape. You're just the boy who lived. Yeah. You know? Um however but there's I, something deeper there isn't Yeah. There? They, what's that though? Yeah. What is it?
1: And I think we need to delve into his past exactly. to kind of see that. Exactly. I think. So I think um, we need to delve a little deeper into into Snape's own world to, for us to be able to get that.
0: Exactly. So, um, we know something really important about Snape, but we we learned of it on the sixth book. Um, And that is that he's half-blood. Yes. Um, Oh, that's an interesting point. um, I'm glad that I surprised you. It's quite hard. That is, yeah. Um, For the listener, it's quite hard to surprise Adam. (laughs) With Harry Potter You see, whilst um, I enjoy Harry Potter and I am a massive fan, I will never rich Adam no, and like, I understand that I, I, Neville... I bring other things to the, to, to the <laughs> table, table. <laughs> um, but he is an encyclopedia I'm a so, secret encyclopedia yeah, of Harry Potter so I am I am glad I surprised you on that <laughs> 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 um, um yeah um he's haplot yeah and that's that, an
1: interesting point actually I right? never would have thought to yeah that's very interesting
0: um and well, that 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 probably should mark somebody's um Life, You know, somebody's development growing up, uh, especially as we, in the past episode, we talked a little bit in our introduction Mm. about how unaccepting uh, the wizarding world is of these, you know, half-blood and uh, what, uh, you know, they hate. Yeah, a lot of bullies bully because
1: they're insecure. Exactly. Snape is bullying because he's insecure about that. Exactly.
0: So growing up, probably Snape had to prove himself.
1: Oh, yeah. Quite a lot. Well, he had, I think, uh, we, we see this later on, he had a, you know, quite a, I suppose, like a weak parental uh, figure in yes. his life. Mm-hmm. Um, his mother, of course, was highly intelligent. His mother was very, you know, she was, you know... Um, uh, potions champion, as we yeah. find out later on through Hermione's research, um, she's very clever. She's quite, you know, she she he's he's clearly inherited, yeah. you know, her prowess. For Absolutely, potions. Snape's father, who is the Muggle, is clearly a very down, a very horrible, controlling person. Yeah. we don't know much about Which, Snape's uh, father.
0: There, there is a little bit of an association with Snape's past, and again, I don't want to foreshadow. I, I feel like I keep saying I don't want to foreshadow every single yeah. time I talk, but like um, there is an association between Snape's past and Tom Riddle's past. There is. You see the same. Yeah. You you've just described. You know, um, Tom Riddle's dad. But yeah. Except by describing for, Snape's dad. Yeah.
1: In a sense, yeah, but I think um, it's slightly different because. <laughs> um, Tom Riddle always had control. Snape yeah. didn't always have control. Uh, yes. Snape was, had a father and a mother growing up. Snape had a, an entirely... Um, a not, not necessarily yeah. a, but a, abusive, but his childhood was, was marred by parents who didn't love each other. Yeah. His relationship was, with his father was marred by, you know, by the fact that his father was a muggle. Immediately, he has two figures in his life holding him back. Tom Riddle had power. Straight from the off, Tom Riddle was independent. Snape wasn't.
0: Yeah, um, Snape. I, 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 I see where where you're coming from, yeah. and I, obviously, I don't want to. I don't want to um, put Tom Riddle in the same place that I would put oh, Severus Snape, no, because no, no. that would be a clear mistake. However, um, I can see why um, Severus quickly finds himself, um, you know, attracted by Tom Riddle. Yes, um, and in the same way that you've just posed um, these differences, yeah. maybe Severus the lack of power that Sever suffered in his childhood. Probably, you know, he looks at Tom Riddle and wants to be like him, wants to have that power, right? Yeah. Um, But we digress. Um, Let's look at him when he was young Um, and he he meets somebody really special. He does
1: meet somebody very, very special. Very special indeed. Something that was very much hidden and something that's hidden as well I think in plain sight which I absolutely love absolutely because you know obviously he because he comes from Spinner's End same as Lily of course Lily Evans and Petunia Evans Uh, two obviously sisters obviously we know of Petunia's hatred or no not her hatred more like her her um jealousy of her her witch sister that's
0: something that we'll talk way later on when we do a chapter about petunia petunia is an overlooked character very um, overlooked psychologically speaking has a lot of meat she does Um,
1: a lot of me, and we see that through her her depiction of Snape oh. because Snape is such a like a downtrodden yet he has power that she wants. Yeah, Lily is much younger than her yet yeah. she has power that she wants. You know, and that's how they're attracted. You yeah. know, Lily and Snape immediately by the, their bond of magic. Yeah, you know, she was oppressed by her older sister. He was oppressed by his parents together they've got the a connection they've got a connection that
0: you know, a th- connection. Th- there's this synergy that yeah. like attracts them to each other um which is interesting um especially uh, as this evolves into a Hogwarts relationship oh yeah so we do know that Snape gets put into Slytherin yeah we know what that represents yeah and then we know that Lily gets put into Gryffindor and yeah. we know what that represents now oh, yeah. we know that there's this kind of sort of uh, Kinda of Cambridge-Oxford rivalry oh, between Slytherin rivalry. and Gryffindor, <laughs> <A massive laughs> right? Um, uh, and and I think from here we things start to develop a little bit differently. Yeah. Uh, we have, Snape starts joining this group of people who are probably quite yeah. high class yeah. and who are probably quite pedantic and mm. quite full-blooded and quite proud of that. Yeah. And then Lily starts joining this band of, uh, not even rebels, but like of rascals, yeah. you know.
1: And like, you know, um, powerful people. Exactly. You know, she She's immediately brought into a house that's like, immediately gung-ho, let's go out into the world and let's make something exactly. amazing happen. Snape's suddenly brought into this world of you know, not evil, but this world of like manipulation and this world of cunning that yeah. suits his personality perfectly. I think what's interesting if Snake was in Gryffindor, maybe the tape, maybe he would have been a Neville and his life would turn out completely different. Maybe, maybe he would have been a Neville Longbottom, but uh, uh, I mean, that's I, just I, a... I see
0: what you pose, however, um, you know, Neville. Lacked confidence, yeah. yes, and again, I don't want to talk much about Neville yeah. because we'll talk about him in another chapter. However, um, Neville's problem clearly is that he lacks confidence. confidence, he does have talent, but Snape's power and Snape's cunning is way too strong for him to lack confidence, true. Um, when surrounded by challenges, he's it- already had a challenging life, yeah, so he. He knows how to deal with problems. He Fair knows how to deal with challenges. I don't think he
1: would become a Neville. If oh, put to no, Gryffindor. no, I think putting into Gryffindor, his life would have been very different. Well, yeah, absolutely. But putting into Slytherin, his already his... cunning personality was enhanced absolutely. by being in the house that defines those characteristics.
0: His development, it's
1: marked... Uh, by the people that surrounds him. Oh massively. Um, you know immediately he meets Lucius Malfoy. The exactly. second he sits down at the table, he meets Lucius Malfoy. No doubt he would have met Dolores Umbridge. Yeah. No doubt well, he would have met Bellatrix Lestrange. You know, yeah. he was he's met all these people. He meets not he, he meets not Rosier. Yeah. Um oh, uh, people people, you know, all these yeah. all these dark figures. Uh, and
0: these figures that are strongly opinionated about you know, several things and several classes things, because from the development of Snape um, before Hogwarts, mm-hmm. we know that he has no real problem with Lily being, um, you know, a daughter of muggles. You oh, know? Yeah. He still falls in love with her. He, 100%, he falls yeah. in
1: love with her eyes, you know. And It's is that, is that, you know, that defining characteristic that he thinks, oh, you know, she's got, you know, she... Exactly, you know,
0: and she has power and, and Snape resple- respects that you know, in a childish way. Not mm. in an adult, you've got power, I respect you, but in a childish, playful yeah, way. In a and way. suddenly Snape meets this group of people and he adapts himself
1: well to that surrounding yeah exactly
0: um, and suddenly he starts becoming more prejudiced a
1: lot more prejudiced a lot yeah.
0: more prejudiced and what things that are okay to say in this group
1: of people are not okay to say in the Gryffindor group yeah. of people you know it's like she says to him later on why do you you know you hang out with all these potential death eaters why are you doing that she says that to him yeah and he you know his remark and his also his views of Lupin even though he has no idea you know what Lupin has he has yeah, no idea that yeah. he's, he's got um um Lycanthropy. Like uh, lycanthropy. That's it. <laughs> there we go. Oh, the foreigner the has foreigner. reminded him. <laughs> he is reminded. No, it's awesome. Man. Yeah, it's like it's like, ly- anthropy. He has no idea that he's got that. Yet immediately, yeah, he's like absolutely. Um, he's you know he, he's immediately distrustful. As we see in the third book, he's immediately drawn by this like hatred of things that are different. You know, yeah. he's immediately drawn to the underdog and bullying the underdog. Exactly. If he had been in Gryffindor, maybe things would have been different. Maybe, he been... Or maybe
0: maybe it would have been worse. You never know with these there's things. There's like... nothing worse than being hated by your own. Oh, yeah. Massively. Um, you know, um, I fear that if maybe he went to Gryffindor, James would have been even harder. Because, oh, yeah. Because he would, James would have had access to Snape 24-7. Oh, yeah. Whilst... At Slytherin, Snape has a place to reclude himself. Yeah. He has a place to hide on, a place with his... And I put air quotes on that. Equals. Yeah. Right?
1: Um, they're all they're all in it for their own gain. Exactly. It's a group of them together. And I think that makes them more dangerous than anything else. Yeah. Because each one will always try to top the other. Exactly. You know, like um, what they did. You know, like um, Snape and... Uh, sorry, uh, S- uh, Sirius and James were put into detention. I remember reading this in the fifth book or the sixth book. He was put into detention for, you know, using illegal magic against another yeah. student. However, Rosier and Knot, you know, Snape's Death Eater friends, used exactly that same magic on another pupil. You know, it's it yet somehow, you know, their, their, their route was a lot darker. Yeah. James and Sirius were playful. They were, you know... Just downright evil, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, it's that kind of element of is yeah. isn't it? He was put uh, into that house for a
0: reason. Exactly, he was put into that house for a reason, and he, um, yeah, I, I'm afraid that sometimes I sound like none of this was Snape's fault. Oh, you know, no, he no, was no, just no, put no. his surroundings defined him. That's not true. Um, Snape, you know, was happy to go along and was oh, happy yeah. to join Voldemort at the beginning. Oh, yeah. I apologies for saying his name, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know what you know what I mean. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, Snape has evil in him. Oh yeah! And denying that would be downright stupid. Exactly, you know?
1: it would be completely untrue to his character. A-
0: absolutely, um, uh, he has evil in him, and he's not afraid to show it. No, he's not.
1: Uh, he's not afraid to de- to let that darkness shine. I think he's <laughs> been romanticized a lot because of that. You know, the whole thing with Lily has been romantic. His future, absolutely, he's been, he's been entirely romanticized, and yeah. we're immediately going, oh Snake was good all along. He was neither good he's, nor bad. Yeah, he was he was a a devoted. He was a human. He was you know, a human. It doesn't matter if um, a person, you know, absolutely, absolutely, he." The only, what I think is fascinating is that he's the only Death Eater... He's one of the only Death Eaters who has the potential to love. And I yeah. absolutely think that. Because well, it's Lucius Malfoy and Snape are the only two Death Eaters capable of feeling any kind of love. Well, Lucius for Draco and yeah. Narcissa. Um,
0: I mean, I do not know Snape about the other Death
1: Eaters as much.
0: Um, but I think uh, an important thing... At least to thing, a circle. yeah. Yeah. Um, there is something that I think we must avoid. And that is... Encapsulating a character. Oh yeah. I maybe when when we talk about Lord Voldemort, of course, um, the absence of love, which is going to be something strong. Yeah. Um, however, I do not want to grab something and say you're pure evil. I don't know. Oh no no no. You no, know, no, not I'm, at all. I'm quite sure Bellatrix fell love at any moment. Oh yeah. Um, however. Hatred was more powerful for her. Yeah, uh, I hate to sound like a Jedi, but like <laughs> the dark side was where more powerful. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and with Snape, um, the thing with him, I think uh, something that marks him quite a lot is that his inability to strengthen strengthen his connection with Lily, yeah, destroys him slowly, massively. Especially yeah. growing up, I imagine somebody with like 15, 16 years old, somebody. Um, in the midst of their maturity, in the midst of their adolescent development, you know, founding himself head over heels for this girl who is everything that his group despised, you know, who represents everything wrong in his view with with the world, right? Yeah. Um, And, and suddenly he's head over heels and, and she's playfully flirting with, James, even though she always says she hates James, yeah. there's this playful flirting oh, with, yeah. within Lily and James. Oh that destroyed him. Exactly, yeah. and
1: that must that he, must have hurt.
0: Imagine that your lover loves your bully. Oh yeah, that only thinking about that shed, makes me
1: shed a tear. It's horrible. It's horrible, isn't it? it you know, it's that kind of love. It, it, it's love that will never be required. It's that love that will never be reciprocated. Absolutely, and In that
0: a, is Romeo and Juliet all Oh yeah, you know. It's not Romeo and Juliet, but you know what I mean. And oh yeah, no, I get what you
1: mean totally. <laughs> but actually, some a point I wanted to bring up actually was how love can you know hinder magic, how you know a broken heart can hinder magic. I found that so interesting, and it's a point I wanted to bring up with Snape actually was we know Snape is an exceptionally powerful wizard. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of power. He's got a lot of responsibility. He's got a lot of control. Yeah. he's powerful. He's a Legilimens. He can. You know he's an occlumens. He's all of these. Yet when Lily died, uh, I wonder if the, his broken heart hindered his magic somehow. I wonder if he went through a stage where he could not perform magic because of his broken heart. Because we know for a fact, you know, um, uh, what's it? Maripae um, uh, Gaunt, Vince Voldemort's yeah. mother, was broken. Yeah, she lost her lover. Her magic ceased from that point. Well, on, this is the... and she could not bring it back.
0: I love what you're bringing to the table. Yeah, right now you're bringing this um, connection between magic and not not even love, but magic and, and life itself. Yeah, and that's, exactly. That's a powerful relationship that we can see right now. Um, people people with depression tend to tend to hinder yes um you know their surroundings mm. but by that i mean that i don't mean that people with depression hinder everybody else what i mean is that people with depression he find see the world in different ways exactly see those see the world um absolutely differently oh yeah um so um these heartbroken may affect that his magic yeah. in in a in a really powerful way in the same way that depression affects your self being yeah right yes i don't know i don't know if you understand what I'm saying, I'm oh, being quite metaphorically. Yeah. But what I mean is like magic is an intrinsic part of a wizard. Yes, is 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 you. It's your spirit, right? Mm. And I know uh, that
1: obviously being um, suffering, obviously from mental health uh, condition myself, I do. Un- uh, it does hinder. You know, it hinders absolutely. a lot of uh, abilities. It's it. You know, it stops you from doing the things that you love. And that's you know, and it obviously did that to Snape. You know, when he lost Lily, potentially, you know, he he would have gone into a depression. Apparently, he was suicidal as well. You know, that could do all sorts to wizard's power. And yet, he was still powerful. I think that, you know, even though she may not have loved him, she probably didn't hate him. No. She hated his ideals and she didn't want to be part of his life and she didn't want him to be part of hers. But, you know, he still loved her and I think that magic, I think that kept his magic going. I think... Unlike, it didn't become like an obscurus. I think uh,
0: a word that the fine snake, at least for me,
1: is regret. Oh yes. And massively. It's
0: it's not petty regret as in oh I regret calling her mud blood. It's more of I I, I could have, have done better. Yeah. I could have done way better. Why, he why fights, yeah. Yeah. Why did I you know let my surroundings define who I am? Mm. Clearly my heart was telling me to be somebody else. But I was full enough to just go along with the ride of Voldemort, yeah. you know. And w- uh, an intrinsic defining moment for Snape is when James and Lily die. Yeah. Um, especially all- because
1: it's his fault. Right? Oh, yeah. It was his fault, you know, it, it, because of him, you know, that they died. And I'm sure part of him felt regret for James. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But of I'm sure that when, you know, a piece of him died, when Li- Lily died, you know, that, that last bit of love left him and he became entirely you know this this suddenly sunken figure like there's you know there's a lot a lot of people say that you know and you know I can sort of speak from personal experience is it changes how you look you know mental health and how it deteriorates changes how you look you know Jane you know Snape was the ultimate look of defeat Snape was defeated like his entire image shows defeat yet his power inside is you know ultimate like he's got Ultimate power on the inside. His power is very great. Exactly. yet his outside image maybe, is completely gone.
0: Maybe his power comes from love at, at this. A point. deep love, yeah, yeah. This deep love and this deep, you it, know.
1: Imagine what it I, I want to
0: rewrite yeah. history in this kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, try and he's get like, to like. I just wanna. I wanna redeem myself. Oh yeah, and that's the most powerful magic.
1: I think that is that is definitely the most powerful magic.
0: And and we see these in the way he looks at Tari.
1: You know, he when he when he saw when you know Harry made eye contact with Snape. What the hell it must have done to him because he saw Lily's eyes for the yeah. first time in what fifteen years? No, yeah. eleven years. He saw those eyes. Maybe even longer. then. What I
0: don't understand. Um, let's pose that hypothesis. Mm. Science. Science. <laughs> <laughs> let's pose that hypothesis and let's say Snape is um, still in love with Lily and Snape wants to redeem himself. Uh, him, himself and there's a lot of regret and then why why look at Harry and why patronize Harry um, why
1: he, why trying he sees the ultimate he sees the biggest like paradox in his life he sees the guy he bullied and the woman he loved surely in one package you know surely
0: I mean? and I don't aim here to be an expert in bullying because yeah. that's not my line of research yeah was, <laughs> um, but um, surely her eyes are way more powerful than anything that James could represent.
1: That's an interesting and, point,
0: and and maybe maybe what he, he does sees too much of James, probably. You think? Oh yeah, I think he sees way I too think much of James. He maybe sees too much of Lily, and that's over, maybe that's, overpowering for him. That's a little bit too much, and he needs distance.
1: He needs maybe he needs. He'll to, go insane. Oh yeah, maybe he needs to fight. Maybe he he's like attacking Lily for leaving him. Maybe because she Maybe, left could him, could be, could be. He's attacking back. He's saying, "I'm going to attack you because I love you so much." You know, you you attack. You, obviously, like you you attack if you feel threatened.
0: That's yeah. what he's doing.
1: He I, felt threatened by that.
0: That's that's an interesting uh, thing you're proposing. I, uh, I think he looks at Harry, and his heart breaks all over again. Oh yeah. So he needs to. To put some distance between Harry and him. He needs to he needs to build a wall and and go like I need to stop this yeah. because cause, cause I'll die again over and over every time I see him. Oh yeah. Every time I see him I see her. Every time I see her I, I my heart just breaks. So yeah. I need to I need to just be a massive dickhead, sorry yeah. for saying that word. But a, a massive mean person yeah. because if not Oh, my mental health will will,
1: will yeah. just crumble. You it's know? his defense. His exactly, ultimate it's, line his, of defense. it's a
0: defense mechanism.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. But I love there's one uh, just one final point before we wrap up. But I because we're going to go on to books five four to six. Uh, sorry, four to seven, aren't we? Yeah. After this, but I think a huge defining moment for Snape um, on a slightly different note is book four. Mm-hmm. Because I, I have it with me, I have book four with me. There's a moment where Snape says, where Dumbledore says, "Are you ready?" Just after Voldemort's risen, he says to Snape, "Are you ready?" Snape says, "I am," and he looks pale and defeated. He That's knows he has. Adam. He knows he has to go to. He knows he has to go to Voldemort and say and probably suffer the Cruciatus curse yeah. 10 times over for his eventual desertion but then he gives Voldemort all this information and Dumbledore says are you ready to face the music and he goes yes and from that moment on we've gone from a vengeful spiteful teacher to spy that's yeah. when snape turns from teacher to spy yeah. and that's when the entire book book series changes in terms of snape yeah. we've gone from you know, childhood, you know, we've gone from childhood, adolescence, school life, to suddenly the real world hits. Exactly. And Snape's got to go to his real job.
0: That's beautiful what you're posing here, Adam. And I have no comment, because Because, because it's beautiful. Thank you. Um, (laughs) It it, it truly is. Um, I think... It's interesting for us to have a look at that. The way that we see Snape in the books is 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 a reflection of Harry, Ron, and Hermione's personality. Oh yeah. We're only, you know, we we only hear about Snape um, when they. Describe him. Yeah, you know, in the first book, obviously we he see... wants to steal the first stone. In the second book, oh, maybe Draco or Snape are the you know the Chamber of Secrets are the the heir of Slytherin. Yeah, you know, it's always Snape. It's always the bad guy. It's always there because sometimes we forget that Harry, Ron, Hermione are kids.
1: Oh yeah, we see things through a kid's perspective, and they... and we are kids ourselves when we read them. And you know?
0: kids don't understand the duality of hu- of humans. Yeah, they don't understand that a human can be great and
1: horrible oh yeah a human can be nice and evil oh yeah and we have aspects of both like Sirius Black says we, we have it's not good people and Death Eaters it's duality exactly you know that's what you have to understand um, but he can never understand that with Snape I don't exactly
0: think. and if Snape reminds us of anything is that at the end of the day no matter how bad you are love is the thing to strive for yes love is the thing to fight for definitely Uh, And that's a lesson that Snape teaches us. Oh, yeah.
1: And that's beautiful. That is beautiful. (laughs) That's a
0: beautiful (laughs) ending. I like that. Um, Thank you. Well, I think this is uh,
1: good enough for for today. And I think that's us for today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to carry on. We're going to do one more uh, of Snape next week. We're going to study books four to seven. Uh, we hope you guys can join us. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Absolutely. Uh, send us comments. Send us emails. Any sort of, you know, any feedback you may have for us. Absolutely. Please do send me on. Make- send us your views as well. We want to know what your views are. Exactly. Let us
0: know uh, what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you have something that you would like to tell us? Yeah. Something that you would like us to discuss? Yeah. Make sure you comment. Uh, make sure you follow us on our Facebook page. And our Instagram page, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're all co- we're called dissecting the magic on all of them. Yeah. So it's easy to find us. And uh, just tweet us and let us know what you think. Yeah. And we'll Shout talk about our friends,
1: you know, we're High uh, Universe friends. And, yeah, just uh, thank you so much for listening, guys.
0: Fantastic. I would like to thank uh, Katie Lee Jones for her social media skills, Alex Butchen for his amazing music skills, and I would like to thank you, listener, for listening to us. Yes. Have a lovely day, guys. See you next week.
1: See you next week.